Winning season returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get in on the action. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower, ba-boom, to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season, and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on-site to make winning this season your best ever with my bookie. With a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than my bookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with my bookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie Zulu. Alpha Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie, and when you win, get paid. Today on the ZabeCast, my paid professional vacation rolls on, but the side hustle never quits. This podcast, your only dose of me on a Monday, and you know you need it. Week 16, almost a wrap. The Packers grind out an ugly one on Christmas, but Aaron Rodgers passes Favre and gets sentimental. Don't ask Belichick about New Year's resolutions, plus I interviewed my mom and dad on our Christmas couch. All that straight ahead in your 40-minute solo show. So buckle up, man. Let's go. Oh, here we go. Monday, December 27, 2021. Thank you for downloading. I hope Santa Claus brought you exactly everything and anything you wanted this Christmas season. I got an Oculus Quest 2. Oh, I knew it. I knew I was going to get one. You ordered it yourself a month ago. Okay, fine. And I got it up and running after a little bit of glitches. And this is so dumb about how they do this. So I'm trying to sign up for it. First of all, Church lied to me. Flat out lied. And I will never forgive him for lying to me. However, I will still be his friend and admirer and buddy and bourbon and video games but I'll never forget him for lying forgive him for lying to me. He said, "Oh hey Zabe, nowadays you don't have to have a Facebook account to play Oculus Quest." I'm like, "Okay, now I'm in cuz I don't do Facebook. I hate Facebook. It's the worst." So I go and I get the unit out and I start to sign up and I'm like, "Wait a minute. Church said you didn't have to have Oh, I quickly go to Google. And I type in the Google question. How come Facebook does still makes you Oculus Quest? The answer is, eventually you're not going to have to have a Facebook account to play Oculus Quest. Uh, and I'm like, oh, eventually. When's that? I Google some more. And there was no real definitive answer. So at that point, I said, fine, I'm going to make up a phony-ass profile and whatever. Here we go. And I put in a phone number that was 800-555-1212. I used my real email account, but I didn't want to use my real phone number. I enter it. It's processing, 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 processing. Comes back. There was a, an error occurred. Try again later. That's all the message was. On my phone, it just came back and gave me the same, you know, enter your password now page and didn't advance me any further. 
No explanations of what it was. So finally, I said, well, maybe it doesn't like my phony phone number. So I put in my cell phone with one digit. Not quite right. Am I, by the way, am I the bad guy? Just let me know. Some poor guy with one other digit might be getting bombarded with spam calls because of me, but whatever. As soon as I changed it to a number that I guess exists, boom, got me right through. Would have been nice to let me know that. Anyway, I got an Oculus Quest. It's pretty crazy fun and good. I do highly recommend it, even though you have to get a Facebook account. That said, today on the program, you're going to hear from my mom and dad. I interviewed them on our couch, their new couch, in the spot of our old couch, which was replaced by another couch in between. But it's the heartbeat of the Zabin ancestral home in the in the heart of the mean streets of McLean, Virginia. And it was on Christmas night, and I thought it was a nice conversation. There is a video of it. It's on. It's going to be on my YouTube account. It's uh, the Zabecast on YouTube. Has very only like 200 followers right now, subscribers. But I'm going to try to build that up in the new year. Anyway, that'll be uh, later on in just a bit. But let's start by talking about the Packers win on Saturday night. First of all, the Wolfskin Cowboy game in which, oh God, I'm looking at it right now. Washington is wearing the unfortunate burgundy on burgundy. Oh God. Anyway, uh, that game ended too late for my commentary and review of it, but there will be a full recap tomorrow with Andy Poley. Uh, it's first and 10, Cowboys just got the opening kick. See, it ended too late, meaning I'm doing this podcast now. Missing the game to do the podcast right now. Okay. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah. Packers win Saturday night. Aaron Rodgers passes Brett Favre for the all-time touchdown record in Packer franchise history. Favre did a nice question mark video, or was it what looked like a very low-energy cameo spot? I don't know. Either way, he passes far for the all-time touchdown mark as a Packer. He is on pace for MVP. He is on pace for the quickest under two-and-a-half-second completion percentage in his career. Now, this is a crazy thing. Against the Browns, throwing in under two-and-a-half seconds from the snap, he was 20 of 24 for 83%, three touchdowns, no INTs. That would be the fastest time to throw rate in his career if this trend currently holds. And yes, the touchdown passes, they are all basically short, easy passes. Yes, Mr. X, he throws a lot of those. Hey, why don't other quarterbacks do that? Other offenses should design these plays that get open immediately. Oh, well, that's right. They don't have a Devontae Adams, and they don't have a guy named Aaron Rodgers who can look at a defense and say, I know exactly where this play needs to go, and I've got guys that know how to run four-yard arrow routes to the right landmarks and have good hands, and I can count on them to whistle it in there. And oh, by the way, my arm talent's going to put that thing right on them. That's why he throws so many short touchdowns. Every team would love to throw so many short touchdowns. Getting in the end zone for most teams, once they get close, is a teeth-pulling, arduous affair. But anyway... I thought about this watching him perform like the ninja he is 
And I thought of all the drama that spanned from the moment he said beautiful mystery in the tender moments after their brutal loss to the Buccaneers at Lambeau last January. And he said, I don't know. It's a beautiful mystery. And then off into the offseason night he went. I thought of all the drama that came since then, starting with the surprise engagement to Shailene, then the Hawaii bootleg videos with Miles Teller, the draft day eve bombshell from Shifty Schefter, the golf match in July, the stare down before camp. He wins the stare down, he reports. He ends up getting Randall Cobb as a sort of consolation prize, along with one year less, Kachunk, cut off his contract. More on that in a second. Then there was the immunized controversy in the middle of the season. Then the toe injury. Then Rodgers attacking reporters who speculated on his COVID toe on the Pat McAfee show. But then there was last night walking off a hero, doing the rock on bra double hand gesture as he slowly half limped off the field again a winner and the new record holder here he was talking to Aaron Andrews after the game and you tell me what it sounds like with one Aaron Charles Rogers and whether or not he will be back next year Nice moment there with you and Miles Garrett. Did uh, did you tell him he deserves Cole in his uh, stocking for stepping on your toe? How is the toe? This was the first week that it, the toe felt really good. So I was disappointed to get stepped on. It just kind of set it right back uh, to where I was a few weeks ago. But, like, I mean, that's that's the way it goes. It wasn't on purpose. It's frustrating, but you got the win. And you got the record. Congratulations right now. You break the record for most touchdown passes in team history. I told you this this week, I loved listening to your press conferences, how grateful you were for your teammates, your coaches. Um, what does it mean to you now that you have it? it it's a lot of touchdowns. Um, <laughs> yeah. and like I said this week, it, it's a lot of moments in those touchdowns. And it's almost apropos that I threw the, the, the record breaker on uh, double stick, which is a base concept in the West Coast offense I learned 17 years ago. Um, and that's just full circle. I'm, I'm very fortunate to have played with the guys I've played with, to be coached by the men I was coached with, uh, coached by over the years. And I have just so much uh, respect and gratitude for this game. Appreciate Brett with the shout out. I got to sit behind a legend for three years and see what greatness looked like firsthand. And that's an experience that changed my life forever. And I'm so fortunate to be able to play here in this the stadium cool. with these fans. And on this great organization for the last 17 years, this is a, you know, it's a longevity record, but it's one I'm really proud of. They're chanting MVP. This is a pretty cool moment. What does this mean? And this is what it's all about. I mean, it's yeah. a, it's Christmas night in Lambeau. Uh, like I said last week, where would you rather be? It's a, it's a special place, and I'm I'm uh, eternally blessed, and I don't lose sight of that. I think that's the most important thing as you as you get older, having that perspective of living a life. Counting your blessings, not the things that you don't have. And I have a lot of blessings here in Green Bay, and I'm really, uh, really thankful to be here and wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Final question, can I ask you? Brett said it on the Jumbotron, and for those of you at home that may have missed it, congrats on breaking his record. Now go out and win a Super Bowl. What do you have to say about that? Well, that's the goal for sure. I mean, this was an important one, team fighting for their playoff lives. You know, we got a little conservative in the, in the fourth quarter. 
But, uh, you know, we got a first down when it counted, and obviously Rasul and the defense has been so incredible. I mean, talk about an all-time pickup midseason. Uh, Rasul Douglas has yeah. changed our defense, changed our team, and I'm proud of our guys. It's not pretty, but uh, it's a win. And we're 12 and 3 and, and still in control of everything we need to, need to control right now. And you got the record. Merry Christmas. Same to you. You listen to Aaron Rodgers, and he's a happy man. He's, he's happy with his situation. He's happy with the Green Bay Packers. He's happy with the coaches. And how do you leave that and go to something that's an uncertainty? You know, how do you leave that and go to a team? that you don't know who the players are, you don't know who the coaches are, on and on. System. He's a happy man. I, I, I'd say he stays in Green Bay. I said that last week. He's, I like seeing him laugh. Yes. I've never seen this. I've he, never seen this. Yeah. Love. I, he's a different guy this year, and I don't know if, if the offseason created this new Aaron Rodgers we're seeing, or maybe this is the Aaron Rodgers we have never seen. I'm not real sure about that, but he does look happy. He does look like he appreciates There you go. How about that, huh, kids? And they think he's staying. Mm, 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 mm. I think it's going to be very tough. But before I get into that, did you notice that after the socially distanced interview where Aaron Andrews had to be almost off screen, because God forbid a guy who just had COVID and recovered and isn't even going to be tested for COVID for the next 90 days, can't get within earshot of another person who is already vaccinated herself, although she could give it, but she didn't have symptoms. So even that was going to be nothing. And then after they do the interview, what happens? They hug. (laughs) And people pointed that out. But here's the dumb thing. They weren't going to get, nobody was going to get anything. Even if she stood right next to him as they normally once upon a time did and shoved the microphone in his face. Because we know that asymptomatic transmission is very rare. We know that you need about 15 minutes in an enclosed space with little ventilation to catch COVID from somebody else. Plus, like I said, he's just had it a few months ago, but that was kind of funny. Now, oh yeah, one more thing. Somebody tweeted, imagine if Aaron Rodgers married Aaron Andrews. She'd be Aaron Rodgers, and he'd be, if it was the other way around, Aaron Andrews, (laughs) with A-A-R, okay, never mind. It looked funny. It looked more interesting on Twitter, obviously. Here's the thing. Mm. How do you keep a guy who has masterfully controlled his career to the point where he's at right now? This coming winter, whether he is – Drowned in confetti after a Super Bowl championship or knocked out at some point in the playoffs. He will have one more year left on his deal, and he has under no obligation to sign a new one with the Green Bay Packers. He will control where he wants to go, who he wants to play for and with as soon as 2023, which will be here quicker than we think. You cannot, if you're the Packers, ride him out to the end of it and risk getting nothing as he walks out the door or retires because you could trade him this coming winter for at least two number ones. So the leverage is all on Rogers side. Now where it was mostly on the Packers side this past off season, it's now flipped. He has the leverage and you heard the announcer say, well, why would you ever want to leave? Well, that's 
us talking on the sidelines of life right now. Even though Jimmy coached and Terry played, I think we underestimate what animates and motivates and drives elite athletes and the way that they think. And I think the worst thing for Packer fans when it comes to worrying about is Aaron Rodgers really going to walk out the door or demand a trade or is he going to get traded by the team against his – I mean, what's going to happen this offseason? Is this it? Here's the thing you got to worry about. Peyton Manning did it first. Went to another team, won a Super Bowl. It was glorious in Denver. He was great in Denver for two full seasons. I mean, scorchingly great. <laughs> and all this stuff about, oh, he knows the system and you know the coaching staff. I still think, by the way, San Francisco has got to be a wild card. I did some looking up of this, like how would they make it work having mortgaged their future? They, they don't have a number one this coming winter because of the trade-up to get Trey Lance. But I'm not sure that would necessarily, you know, they could make another trade to get another number one back somehow. And I'm I'm just thinking if Rodgers is gettable, oh my God, the Niners and Kyle are coming. And Rodgers would love to play there. Think about Rodgers with Debo and with Kittle. I mean, Debo's not as good as Devontae, but to add the other, I mean, anyway. Manning did it first, went to the Broncos. It was a glorious last act in his career and won a championship in another city. And now Brady's done it again in Tampa. These are terrible precedents. I firmly believe Rodgers looks at that like, you know what? That would be kind of neat. For talented people that think, that know their talent and their power and their command of what they do, going someplace else even with no hard feelings to the place you're leaving is exciting. The challenge is what excites them. And I almost think that because Rodgers is so kumbaya, he is making sure to keep his karma as shiny as possible on the way out the door. And God damn, am I going to be angry and pissed and sad and everything else? If that happens, may it never end. What a quarterback. Okay. Baker Mayfield. Let's talk about him for a second. He's going to be a really hard decision for the Browns because before the final pick, which I know people are bitching about, uh, the tug on the Jersey of DPJ Donovan Peoples Jones by Rosul Douglas, who has been the mid season MVP as Rogers mentioned. Um, yeah, that was a tough, that was a tough. No call. That was clearly a, a DPI there that they missed. But it was a very savvy, very subtle DPI, very well executed. It was also exactly the kind of play that the Packers got burned on last year in the NFC title game with Louis, Louis, Mur- Louis Murphy bunting, Louis Murphy bunting, tugging on Alan Lazard's actual shoulder pad. It was even worse. I looked it up. I went, went to go refresh my memory of the play and uh, make it a great pick. It was at 14-10, end of the second quarter, and it led to the uh, Scotty Miller touchdown that really brought the Packers to their knees going into the locker room at 21-10. But those are the kind of things that DBs do, that crafty DBs do. And on the other side of it, you say, well, there's too many PI calls. You can't even look at a guy anymore in the NFL. Well, that's they still call a lot of very touchy-touch DPIs, and they still miss them. And people that sit at their home on the couch are like, how could he miss that? That was obvious. Yeah, it was obvious on replay 
in slow motion from a different angle, but out there on the field, not so easy. But before that, Baker Mayfield made some shit throws. Now he's playing horribly hurt. He is hurting his reputation playing as hurt as he is, but he is a tough guy. And I respect that to a certain degree. But here's the dilemma on Baker Mayfield. He is a He's a QB1, but he's not a franchise guy. And to me, that's the delineation. There's franchise quarterbacks. They're way up on the top shelf. You can't get them almost for any price, although we'll see about Rodgers. Then there's QB1s, and Mayfield's a QB1. He'll get the job. He'll hold the job. He'll do the job. Is he really going to put you over the top? Probably not, unless everything is perfect. It's not unlike Kirk Cousins. It's a QB1. Not unlike Jared Goff. QB1. Not unlike Derek Carr, QB1. Not unlike Jimmy Garoppolo, QB1. Not unlike Carson Wentz. By the way, Colts win in Arizona. Cardinals are sliding. I'm so happy for Wentz. He seems like a decent dude who got shit on on his way out in Philly, and maybe deservedly so. He was god-awful last year in Philadelphia. And I'm stunned. I remember when he he sprained both his ankles like in week two, and I go, how are the Colts going to limp home with this nag at quarterback? Shut my mouth. Damn, Carson Wentz is playing good. And I love the number two, the blue two in that gorgeous clean uniform for the Indianapolis Colts. Feel good for him. Uh, Matt Ryan, QB1, probably not franchise guy. The Browns did activate their fifth-year option on Mayfield, so they'll owe him $18 million next year, but – they really got to look at a long-term deal because, A, it's a big cap number. B, you can't ride it out and say, well, we want to see how he does because if you ride it out and say, well, well, we'll talk contract after this fifth year, then you're basically betting against yourself. You're betting the don't pass line on your own franchise. You're kind of going, okay, I hope he sucks because we didn't want to pay him more money because we were pretty sure he sucked. But we wanted to see one more year, a fifth year of him sucking. It's happened before, by the way. The Buccaneers did it with Jameis Winston, who is another one-slash-one. It's going to be a tough decision for the Browns on Baker Mayfield. Joe Burrow and the Bengals have control of the AFC North. They lit up the absolutely depleted at quarterback Baltimore Ravens. But Burrow, with his 500 yards passing, after the game was asked about defensive coordinator Wink Martindale, yes, that's his name, No, he has no relation to the guy by the same name, the same Wink Martindale, who was a game show host. Wink Martindale said he would not double and triple team Jamar Chase like he did Devontae Adams by saying, quote, Adams is one of the top two receivers in the league and he's not number two. Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback and I don't think we're ready to buy a gold jacket for Joe Burrow just yet. (laughs) Burrow was asked that afterwards. He goes, well, I don't know. Didn't really bother me, but didn't think it was necessary. Might have been thinking about it. 500 yards, Bengals roll. Uh, the Giants got killed by the Eagles on a short week with Jake Fromm starting. He got knocked out of the game or got benched. Mike Glennon came in with his ginormous neck and sucked it up as he always did. The Giants now have the worst record since the bye week boat selfie with Odell Beckham Jr., and company, 22-58 and 58 since that boat selfie was taken. No other team has a worse record from that very point. And the team said 
that they will bring back Joe Judge at coach and Daniel Jones at quarterback for next year, which is easy to mock. The beatings will continue, Giant fans. But in reality, it's it makes sense. I mean, the Giants have had a ton of injuries this year, and what are you going to do? Just pull the plug after two years and Joe Judge, like, ah, it didn't work. Get out of here. I think next year he's got to show a real move or it's it or it, that's it for him. But still, you're not going to go anywhere just canning a coach after two years. And as far as uh, Daniel Jones goes, he's going into his fifth year as well. He can't stay healthy. Fifth year or fourth year? I did look this up. Here it is. Daniel Jones stats. Be good if I can remember going into his fourth year. So they're going to run it back, which is not the most insane thing in the world, but it's got to be depressing if you're a Giant fan. Winning season returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get in on the action. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower, ba-boom, to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season, and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on-site to make winning this season your best ever with MyBookie. With a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than MyBookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with MyBookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie, and when you win, get paid. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, changing up a few things and we'll get to my mom and dad. ACC network analyst Muffet McGraw, former Notre Dame women's basketball coach, called ESPN Connecticut's network in an interview with Kate Fagan. Ooh. I channeled my inner Sam Kinison. Well, is she right? Is she Of course. <laughs> it's just how it works. Speaking of programs, I need a new program for TweetDeck. TweetDeck was a standalone website app program that would allow you to aggregate your different tweets in columns and sort them out. And I think Twitter bought them. And now if you are logged into Twitter, if you just go to a web tab and type in TweetDeck, it'll automatically populate with your Twitter feed. Okay, it's great. 
Everything looks wonderful on the interface. I swear to God, I cannot get it to work for the life of me. I, I drag tweets over into a column saying Zabecast, Daily Zabe, save for later, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes they land in that column. Other times they just disappear. Has anyone had this problem with TweetDeck? Does anybody know of another program that does essentially the same thing? Speaking of questions, did you see the ground snow in L.A.? The Fox set on Christmas Day had what looked at first like fake snow out there in L.A. And I was like, wait a minute. That's actually real snow, it looks like. And I started to think, well, it's too too warm out there to actually make snow from a snow cannon like a ski resort. But how would they do that? And I guess it must be a big truck with a bunch of ice that they throw into a giant like wood chipper with a big chute and a hose and just, it's like a giant ground snow cone. I wonder what it costs. Do they charge per pound per hour? If anyone knows about the ground snow business for places that don't get snow, I'm curious. Hashtag dad things. And then I missed the John Madden special which preceded the games on Christmas Day. I'm pissed because they only promoted the hell out of it. And the thing is, these network specials, although I don't know if it was an NFL Network production, you think, oh, they'll replay it, I'm sure, a bunch of times. Does anyone know when it's going to be on next? Does anyone know if I can download it somewhere? Is it on some streaming service? Is it on YouTube? I mean, I could look myself, but I'd rather just ask you. And speaking of Christmas and playing games on Christmas, I bet there was somebody, right, that said, oh, man, these poor athletes, they've got to leave their family and go play on Christmas. I knew the great George Allen once said something about, ah, you got Christmases your whole life. But I didn't know where the bite was, and so I sat down late on Christmas night to find it, and I found it from a YouTube special about his life and times of uh, George Allen coaching the Redskins and about his daughter who wrote a book about growing up, the daughter of a legendary coach. And here was the soundbite. Been so much talk about the playoffs for Christmas. Well, so what? You got a lot of Christmases. You got Christmases all your life. Been so much talk. (laughs) That is fantastic. Of course, that was when the playoffs in the NFL happened right around Christmas. Speaking of Christmas, sat down with my mom and dad at the ancestral home of El Baldo himself, when he was a young kid with tufts of hair, gleam in his eye, and Capitals pajamas, dreaming of sports dreams as big as a kid could dream. Here was my conversation with mom and dad on Christmas night. All right, new couch, who this? <laughs> what, are you too right? You're going to make? Okay. Mom wants everyone to know that I'm bald. There you go. Like nobody knows. I mean, I've, hit, I've fooled her from a few people. <laughs> Mom, I thought I was supposed to have hair because it's supposed to be your father. So Uncle, you know, Grandpa Nick had a great head of hair. Right. So why didn't I get your <laughs> side of the family? Dad, I don't know. Was, was your baldness just too tough for me? Just the genetics overwhelmed it or what happened? I don't know. My father was bald. Uh, I know. I don't know about his father. I think it all came from dad's side. It did. I think dad's side just overwhelmed it. Exactly. 
But hey, I'll one of these days, you know, you keep saying one of these days they're going to be able to fix that. <laughs> but it hadn't happened. You'd have to live so long. So this is a new couch. This yes. Is. How, when, how old was the old couch? 50 years. And this, no. <laughs> no, this is the third couch that has been here in the house. Correct. Out here at this spot. Correct. The first one was tartan red. Right, it had a tartan pattern. It was orange and brown. It was great. It was great. It matched all the curtains we had in the house and a whole bunch. It of, did match. And it, and it matched, matched the seventies. And we had chairs too that right. were orangish. Right. Where did you buy those? Uh, where'd you buy that couch? Where or when? Where and when? We bought it from Bob. Uh, Bob, Bob Daly, he Daly, worked at yeah. a furniture store. He's a friend of ours. Oh, okay. In Fairfax. Right. And the whole that was the colors back then. <laughs> that, that was the color no, back were, then. It was it was classy. Would you I, say that this not this couch, but this actual couch is the most important part of the house? Historically. Have not the most historic things happen on this couch. I don't think so. We saw Riggins run for the touchdown in the Super Bowl <laughs> on this couch, right? Not this, and the we one we just got rid of. No, but I mean in yeah, this in this, this set, spot yes. right here, okay? Right. Where, we, we we read Twas the Night Before Christmas every right. year yep. on this yeah. couch yep. where in did, the living room. Where did we see Reagan get elected? Room. Uh, <laughs> get elected. I don't remember that. <laughs> the first time, the second time, it was over in about five minutes. He yeah, carried every state of Minnesota. That is, that is true. Uh, this was the couch where I came back and slept on after I was out of college. Yep. And so that was uh, there. That uh, this was the couch we were on when an airplane crashed in the neighborhood. For oh, sure. Yeah. And nearly For killed sure. some people on the ground. She and she and not. me and you and Jim. Right. Between us, right? And right. we could see out the window. Wait, uh, I what else? A yeah. little correction here. I was upstairs with Annie, my sister. Anne Marie was a baby in the crib when we were putting her into bed. And you guys were down here on the couch. That's okay. correct. All right. Well, and suffice we to the, say. We met at the front door in utter horror. So this is the third right. So this is the third couch we've had here. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Are you happy with it? I love it. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Dad Dad, were you pretty finicky? You've got very specific Specification. I stepped. Always. I stepped out of this one because I thought we didn't even need a new couch. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think you needed one, huh? Right. Okay. Well, there you go. And you got new chairs as well, so that's good. I know. Um, so Christmas, is it true that I was tough to shop for? You were impossible because <laughs> I you, wanted things that were hard. No, to No, you had specific uh -huh. parameters, though. You said, you know, check, check plus A. Etc. Go to the Toys R Us and you know. I would rank my lists. Yes, right? you would rank. I, them. I would have like, but it was not a single ranking. Like it was not one through ten. No, it was checks. How many checks? Okay. Four checks, and you had a code. Really, really one. <laughs> you even put things on there with no checks or one check, and with right next to it. Don't really need. <laughs> <laughs> I never said that. Yes, you did. And don't I, really need. Or don't but want. I, but I don't wanted really, it. Well, I'm not sure you'd say. <laughs> but I put it on there. It was anyway. on there. Right? She's okay. got it bronzed. <laughs> Do we have one of those lists? I think I gave some to you. Did you really? Oh, uh -huh. God. I hope I still have it. Yeah, somewhere. I gave you a lot of papers. I know you did give me a lot of stuff. And there were some in there. Nobody's but got yeah. enough space to say You always lot. wanted a popular toy that nobody had. We didn't have anything. Like the internet. So oh, well, finding toys. Every Toys R Us store. Right. And you would start out with the Sears catalog that was about four inches thick. Right. And you'd look through it and you'd check things off. 
Oh, for a whole month oh, leading yeah. up to Christmas. It That's was right. upstairs in the room with that That's catalog, right. just page after page mm -hmm. after page. Of course, the pages that had toys on them, which was the back. Right. Yeah. The rest was all, you know, housewares, oh, lingerie, sure. you know. And I have a Montgomery need. Ward catalog, too, for all no, of them. No, no. We no. had one. That was enough. Okay. Right. But guaranteed it was a toy impossible to find. And the one that stands out are the falling dominoes. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> there was God. a kit. Like, you couldn't just, yeah, there was a kit where you could, like, actually set them up uh -huh. with a flip. Right. Just right. one thing. Yeah. Right. And I finally found them. I'm on the phone all the time. I found them at some little bitty toy store in Annandale. And I says, I'm coming to get it. I'll tell you, I'm coming. Don't sell it. <laughs> Don't sell it. I'm coming to get it. And I got in the car and I. Yeah, and you got it, it right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. what, what is the one thing you refused to buy me over the years that I asked for a lot? Did we get them? Do you we, know? Got them, we got them BB guns, even. Uh, yes, you, against you, my Jimmy. Right. You weren't you weren't that big on guns, but Jimmy no. was. Yeah, no. Jimmy had the Crossman 760, which was a great gun. It was a pump gun. They yeah. said, "Don't yeah. pump it up more than six times." Right. He pumped it up twenty or more times yeah. every time. Wow. Yeah. And the poor squirrels out that backyard. I mean, you I, know, I probably they were terrorized from I the upper window. Probably told you guys that my mother was adamant: no guns in her household. And so we never got them. In your, in your mom's house. In household. my mom's house. Yeah, so you never had BB guns. Never. Okay. Well, we didn't Although I had friends that had well, BB we, guns. We, right. Well, we didn't shoot our eyes out like the uh, line in the Christmas God. story. Thank you. Thank yeah, God. really. Okay, the one thing I asked for you never got me was what? a bow and arrow. Really? Yes. I don't remember. No, I, I kept asking for it. And, and you probably smartly said, nah, nah. I don't think he needs that. He does. That's K2 the one you footballs. take your eye out with, yeah. yeah well, K2 more than football. that, yeah. Your you know. brain. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot him in the heart. Exactly. I had, a, I had a cousin who was a professional crossbowman. You know, he would go to Africa and hunt with his bow and all that. But uh, you know, he wasn't that close a cousin. But still, it was like you know, it wasn't unknown to us. Yeah. Know? Yeah, and of course, it was always Christmas morning, and you would make us wait at the top the of the stairs. stairs. Until yeah. Dad Had got the video camera. The movie <laughs> the, camera. The, vi the video camera, which was the movie camera, Super 8 movies. Right. And you had to have a big Klieg light on it. I've got a couple portable lights here, which yeah. hopefully aren't cool. too bright, but yeah. Right. Uh, but you had to have the big Klieg light because these cameras, the Super 8 film cameras, were tough on low light. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. you had it, though. We and did. Then it got developed. You know what it cost to get the film developed? A lot. A lot. It was, yeah. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and then half of it was always bad. Yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> and oh, she, shaky, and she, and she out would, of focus. But she would not she would not let me cut anything out of the out of the film. I used to be there, you know, editing, cutting, cutting. How would cutting. you cut? You can't cut. Yeah, no, you they basically cut splice and yeah, then exactly. Tape? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, wow. they sold kits for that, you okay. know. Okay. And she and I said, you know, you think everything is golden, but no. These are these are bad se sequences. We're cutting them out. That's why I have twenty five thousand photos yeah. on my iPad. <laughs> but, but, it, but, oh it was, but it was expensive to do that because, you know, a, a Super 8 roll of film probably cost $8.50 and it didn't get you very far. $8.50 back in 1972? Right. Yeah. yeah. Probably. That's a lot of money. It, it was is. a lot yeah. of money. It yeah. cost so much and then it cost what to get it developed? Oh, that's another thing. Yeah, Even more similar. Yeah. yeah, you know, I've got those originals in I my know basement. You, do. you know, I converted most of them. I do. Yeah, I didn't know you didn't convert them all. Well, I converted everything I had. 
Yeah. Oh, now, okay. is it the most meticulous sort of accounting for, did I get this, did I get that? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There could be but some stuff. Well, if you have any that you haven't yeah. converted, you should probably try it. But Do you remember the one year you decided to have Christmas in, in the, the living, living room? room. Oh, <laughs> not in the family room. Yeah. And you remember you were, why? You were living. Yeah, because Anne-Marie, my no. sister, who's nine years younger, this is what I remember. Okay. Nine years younger. She had so many toys in this oh. room, <laughs> plastic crap from all over the, that there was no room there for was. the tree. And you said, well, we're going to change up. We're going to have it in the front living room. And it was the worst Christmas I've ever had. Well, I'll tell it you was the real Wasn't there another justification? Well, what, what, the, was, what was the real the reason? The real story, my father, your grandpa Nick, yes. came for Christmas. My mother had passed away before Anne Marie was born. And he bought you and Jimmy brand new Schwinn bicycles. And we couldn't fit Anne-Marie's Barbie crap and two bicycles. In this room? In this room. So we went to the living room. Oh, but so, I just hated it because this room is always about the tree <laughs> and the fireplace. And the, right. and the and the right. uh, you don't like a change from tradition, and a tradition is established in one well, instance. Well, when something works, you, you don't go away from it. Now, I'm going to get these. This is great. This is uh, this is the stuff of legend right here. Yeah. The old, <laughs> the old stocking. All right, mom, who made these stockings? My mother, your grandmother. Okay. Oh, this is uh, my wife's. No, it's yours. Oh, it is. Because she oh, made Stephen them before you were married. Right, okay. I had to add your wife's name. Okay, and and why did why did your mom make them so big? Well, they weren't that big, but they stretched because, <laughs> because, because they're knitted or hand crocheted. She made them every, bigger anyway. Because every that? year, okay, Dad, you're you're in charge of filling the stockings, right? I that's, know. Yeah, that's your yeah. Dad, both of right? us. Yeah. Oh, both of you guys. But okay. he has a big input. Okay. Pen, all right, that's good. Uh, envelopes, can't get too many of those. What is this? It's a wet, you wet it, it's like a dish rag. Oh, okay. Some of this right. is dish Dina, rag. you know. Well, of course, yeah, dish and there's towels. some dish towels. Always good stocking <laughs> stuffer. Up oh, the chocolate orange, that's a staple. That's a staple. That's like every year. Uh, office supplies, got some binder clips, some scotch tape. There it is! There it is! The whiteout! <laughs> Every year, you find whiteout and put it in the old stuff. Hey, we have Only to. you get it. Your brother and sister don't get whiteout. Why? They got off that list? They don't want it. They don't, <laughs> they don't want it. What do people use whiteout for I know, but there's a lot of it in the store. Yeah, you I'm can. just wondering because whiteout was used when you were used to type papers right. and you made a mistake mm -hmm. and you're like, oh no, mistake. Right. A single letter is wrong and they're going to deduct points you know, at school for this. Right. How do I correct it? And you would paint over the letter. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you can make little, point, little paint points uh, with it. Oh, well, God. You get it. Only you. All right. So uh, what else about Christmas? Oh. Did you remember what was the worst toy you had to assemble? The oh. most, the most knuckle bruising, oh. Oh, it was expletive inducing. It was before we moved here because you guys were little. We were still in the apartment, and it was a fire truck. One of those <laughs> pedals, you know, you get in it. It, it was, was made out of metal, yeah. and it had bolts. I bet. Right, and, and you never. It didn't have all the right screws and bolts, and we were in an apartment in those days. Right. I think it was. 
6 a.m. before we were done. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that bad, huh? It was awful. Okay. Yeah, you it tend to awful. forget those. I tend to forget them because I don't like to carry <laughs> those bad memories. I remember that one. That was ghastly. Was there anything that I didn't get one year that I was like, I can't believe I didn't get it, and I started crying? I don't think so. No? I don't think so. But the biggest surprise, and you were probably seven, eight, maybe nine, because... Uh, Dad, that was when hand calculators first came out. Oh, yeah, and, the hand calculators. <laughs> and all that you kept saying is he wanted, you wanted, and they were, I don't know how much they cost. But Texas Dad, Instruments. Yes, Dad. 195 at least. $195 no, for a calculator. No, no. But it was for a scientific calculator. Well, not I, what, what year? I'll look it up. Well. All right, let me tell you what right. you bought. Dad found some in the drugstore. Probably. Um. Ten ninety nine maybe, and we put them in your stocking. Okay. And I remember you taking it out, and you said, "Damn, there must really be a Santa Claus." Dad would never buy it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really funny morning. <laughs> Why? What? What was I so excited to add up with a calculator? Well, math was never my strong suit. It's like, why, why would I want You might have wanted to impress your teacher. <laughs> <laughs> to, to think that I could actually maybe do some yeah, math if I had the help of a calculator. The risk yeah. of that would be he'd ask you to do some computation and you wouldn't have the foggiest, foggiest idea. That is, that is crazy that yeah. actual handheld calculators right. were not a mainstream consumer item until what year, approximately? Oh, I would say 2000 no, and... No, no, no. 70, no, no, 78. No, 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 no. What year did you buy us the first handheld calculator? Oh, you were probably I'm going to say it was probably 2002. 78. No, not 2000. No, 2002, that's 78. Look it up. I will look it up. Yeah. yeah. 78 would be about right. Yeah. I remember. I remember there was some dumb game on one of the calculators that... You had to pretend you were landing a spaceship on the moon, and you had to hit calculations to keep it from getting away from you. Yeah. It was like the dumbest thing. Of course, we also had Atari. Magnavox. Yeah. Before Atari, we had Magnavox. Uh -huh. That was the first home video game, right? Where it had the static overlays on the screen. Oh, you remember right. those? I thought that was Atari. You don't remember those, do you? I remember them. Yeah. I thought that was the Atari. No, that was not Atari. That was, uh, I believe, Magnavox. Could have been okay. Magnavox. Sure, yeah. sure. And oh, we had I Atari, and we had pretty much every video game. Uh -huh. Nintendo. That oh, was yeah. hard to get that when it first came out as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But yeah. I will tell you, I remember dates because I remember having a calculator, buying you guys a calculator. And I remember buying a scientific one. And I know, I know at that time I was working in Hyattsville. Uh, and that would have been years between 1978 and 2002. Uh, not, no, not, not 78. I'm sorry. Uh, let's... Not 2002. Your dates are really dicey. Mom, can minute, you turn wait. on the fireplace? Sure. Go ahead, Dad. Yeah. Um, now you got me confused, but... Uh... Yeah. No, anyway. it was. It was. It was. All right. You. You guys are right. It was. I'm. I'm confusing. 2003 with 1983. Yeah. And, and it was That's 19, only 20 years 1983. Yeah. 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 That, all right. Yeah. So um, the fireplace is now gas. Yes, it's a wonderful fireplace. <laughs> and and when did you go to gas? Oh wow! 15 years ago. Yeah. And and we used to actually make real fires. Real fires. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And oh. just too much of a pain in the ass. It is, because you had to either you know, buy the wood or sometimes if a tree died in the back, 
you could not chop only though, not only that yeah, though, but you had to stoke it every so often. Sure, you had to put yeah. stuff on there, and right. then you had to let Rearrange. it burn out with the flue open, and then it would be uh, cold in the morning when you came down. Basically. Uh, absolutely. And you had to clean out the ashes. Oh yeah, oh, but there's was... nothing like a real fire. Oh nah, yeah, there like is. You're, really, you're like, oh, yeah, there is. And you just started it with just the like click this. of a button right there. Click, click. Yeah. Well, there's the a reason that almost everybody in the world is going over to gas fireplaces, I guess. you know. Pretty like, much. You yeah. haven't gone, huh? No, we got a real one. Yeah. Do you but, burn uh, fire? But you have to use it. Yeah, my wife doesn't really like that. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then I'm like, hey, I got all this wood. Can we have a fire? And she's like, no. I don't know about that. Uh, Look what it's done to the fire, the wall, the brick wall. What about it? The real fires. It's all yeah. black. Well, that's what yeah. real fires do, Mom. Well, that's why I've got it now. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it is. Old school. Yeah. I love it. It's All right. Much so I guess the only question is, when are you going to move to Boca del Vista? Never. And sell sell me this house <laughs> at fifteen percent below market. I would love to. See. I am owed that as your son, <laughs> well, as your favorite son, I, I, I would, the number one no, child. I would love to see You're the you. Number two. Okay, wait, you wait a minute. Wait no, a minute. in the rankings, I'm one, but wait I'm the a, second in sequence. Wait a minute. I would love to see you or one of you guys, including Amory. Owning this house and living here, but uh, then what again, have I got? What have I bought the house and knocked it down right away? Well, you could because they're doing. How would you feel about that? Think about that. You guys moved to Boca del Vista, and I get the house, and you're like, "I'm so glad, Stephen, you care for it. It's so wonderful. Preserve family memories." And the next day, you come back, there's bulldozers. No, and I didn't tell you about it either, and I was just like, "No, I'm gonna." Knock yeah, but it down. I know you have good ideas, and and you've done stuff at your own home, <laughs> you know. And I figure, you know. First of all, you have to go through the HOA, so you can't do it right away. Oh, really? Yeah. They got to um, approve the design. Yeah. And I'm How do they approve some of these modern weirdo designs in the neighborhood? That's not our neighborhood. Oh, it isn't. No. They're out of the HOA. Well, the yeah. HOA has no teeth because Mr. Goff's house across the way, Colonel Golf, is an absolute disaster. I know. Luckily, this video is not going to show that, but the owner of the house across the street from my parents' house, it's in utter dishevelment. Right. Weeds, vines, everything. He's got mulch in the driveway that's been there for 12 years. Doesn't park his cars there. And you guys have not been able to evict them. One of our, wait one, a minute. One of our contractors that worked here, <laughs> as he was leaving after finishing the job, he walked out there and we were saying goodbye. And he's like, and he says, who's he that says, asshole that lives he, over no, there? No, he says, he says, what's over there, the Adams family? <laughs> <laughs> he said that? Yeah. I, I get, this is what HOAs are for. However, to clamp down on guys and, and owners that don't uphold their I have a, I have a theory that he may be doing this with a little thumb in your eye, you know, because... To uh, who? Well, to whoever was criticizing him for not... Nobody... You know, cr they didn't talk to anybody. So I, have, heard, I heard that somebody said they went up and talked to him about it, and he had reasons for... Right, I can't do this, I'm not here, I don't uh, have help, I'm working on it, got to get it, blah, blah, blah. The whole, let me talk you about the HOA covenants. The only thing that they have in there that's not strong enough is to the outdoor appearance of your house. Really? Now, the county, and also by, well, by the county is, laws, and what the else only is outside about the HOA is that your lawn can't get 18 inches tall. Oh, but they are re-looking at it to make give it more teeth because a lot of the um, 
things like fences and knocking ha down houses is in a legal thing that's filed with the state of Virginia, so you have teeth in that. Yeah. But unfortunately, you don't have teeth in Why that. Why don't I just shame him? I'll go, I'll go viral with this and then put it out there, and I'll put his no, address no, no, publicly, I, and I'll get the public records. No, I Here's the guy's name. I don't no, think there's any good he's a lawyer. You're like, he's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. Oh, okay. What kind of lawyer? I have no idea. Litigate, tort lawyer, litigation lawyer, <laughs> privacy idea. lawyer. Your brother knows. Okay. Yeah, Your brother knows because he's. I mean, you could look him up, but yeah. I'm not. Uh, All right, know, so I'll just... buy that house off of him, and then I'll buy your house, but only at a good price, like seriously below market value. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's what did a you lot... pay? What did you pay for the house, Dad? Sixty-six grand. I'll pay you that for it. <laughs> Plus, I'll, I'll pay moving expenses down to Boca del Vista for you guys. Why do you, you know? think we would go to Boca? I don't know. I'm just that's, oh. that Boca del Vista is the joke because that's signed. Oh, 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 is that it? Yeah. Okay. Would, if, there is, if, no, if, there is you, no Boca del Vista. There's a Boca Raton. Well, and, I know. Boca del Vista is like the retirement yeah. community. So yeah, I understand that. You go, go to the villages. Wow, it's a real phone calling. I guess <laughs> it's time to wrap up this interview. Well, Merry Christmas, Mom and Dad. Merry thank you. Christmas Thanks for having us, as always. Well, thank I'm you. glad another, you're here. <laughs> another happy Christmas you're all in the right, Saban household. Yep, that's there. right. Yep, yep. All right, let's go eat. Oh, we're far from eating. Oh, come on. And if you're curious what that scene looked like, I've got a clip up on my Twitter feed. I also have the entire 22 minutes on my YouTube channel. Search for The Zabecast on YouTube. Let's end on this. 2021, the year of not playing. <laughs> it dawned on me, wow, we had a lot of people kind of quit in 2021. I know the Scarlet Q is not very popular, but I believe it's appropriate. 2021, the year of not playing. Never before has more money and more talent sat on the sidelines, or shied away from the spotlight in the biggest moments, or physically took themselves out of action due to unimaginable accidents that nearly shocked the sports world. Tiger Woods, being first and foremost, nearly killed himself at 7.30 a.m. doing 80 on a side road in which he flew across two lanes of opposing roadway on a clear, no-weather Saturday morning. Hepped up, goofed up on who knows what, we'll never know. They never took toxicology screen, which was highly unusual, and he won't talk about it. He says it's all in the police report, which is not. Thank God he's alive. I'm impressed by his comeback. He seems like a decent enough fella. I'm not going to get into the Tiger Woods worshiping business. Tiger Woods should have put together an incredible year after coming back and winning the Masters in 2020, but no. Wait, was that 20? Hold on a second. 2021, 2020, no. 2020 was, yeah, he didn't, what did he do in 2020, the pandemic year? Not much, I think. Anyway, I digress. In the NBA, John Wall was put on ice by the Rockets to preserve whatever trade value he had. He has none, by the way, but they thought, well, let's just not play him. We're going to try to trade him for something. And then, like, their phone didn't ring, so now they're playing John Wall sporadically limited minutes, $43 million going to waste. Kyrie Irving was vac-shamed into the garage by the Nets. They wouldn't even play him on the road, even though they could, till they 
got hit with COVID. And they're like, ah, yeah, you know, uh, maybe we will let you play. That's a lot of money sitting out, Kyrie Irving. I found out that Rui Hachimura of the Wizards has been out since October. I know I should be following the Wizards more closely, but I'm not. Uh, there's no official reason given. Just, I guess, one of the players, one of his teammates cited mental health as a reference uh, in a social media post. Young guy, Rui Hachimura. People say, well, he's been playing like nonstop for a year with the Olympics and everything else. And I'm like, so, okay, fine. Spend the year of mental health. Naomi Osaka bailed from tennis. Wanted to go to war with the press. Didn't want to do any press conferences. But made sure to promote all her magazine covers, her reality show, etc. People who pointed this out were then attacked by other members of the media. How dare you? She's dealing with her mental health. Hey, I mean, good for her. She has the luxury. She's been good enough at tennis to win enough. Is so marketable. And has so many other things going on, I don't blame her. She loves the lifestyle. She just doesn't like the life. At this point, she'd rather just do what she does. Simone Biles, same boat. The U.S. faced the Olympics. She got the twisties and tapped out. The media swooned and they rallied around her. Which is a far cry from Carrie Strug nearly breaking her leg, well, broken leg and sticking the landing on one leg to win the gold for her team. In Atlanta, but hey, I mean, if that's what you got, the twisties, you can't go, you can't go. Doesn't inspire me, though, that's for sure. Deshaun Watson, eligible to play this year. The Texans ate a $25 million shit sandwich to sit him on the bench. Could have played, didn't play. Why? Well, I don't know. The NFL might put him on that list. We might look bad for playing Deshaun Watson with allegations of sexual misconduct with uh, various masseuses. Michael Vick signed a $100 million deal out of federal prison for electrocuting dogs. Uh, Texans didn't want to play Deshaun Watson. They're going to try to trade him this winter. Uh, Ridley Cooper tapped out midseason for the Falcons, also citing mental health. Look, mental health is real. You got to get your mind right. I get it. It doesn't really inspire me, though. I'm more old school, you know, players playing hurt, playing in the wake of family tragedies, playing with a lot going on. I guess I'm like Tony Soprano used to always say. I'm like Gary Cooper, the strong and silent type. What inspired me was, wow, think about what this guy's gone through, and he's still playing, or she's still playing, or wow, boy, did she live up to the moment, overcame this, overcame that. Mostly it's because the athletes of 20, 30, 40 years ago needed the money. The money and all the side money has pretty much rotted the entire core of pro sports out like a log with termites. But hey, if you don't really care, I don't really care. There's another game coming. There's another team to root for. There are other athletes out there who are still going strong. So if the player that you once used to root for and like is out for whatever reason... Get a new one. It's like grabbing a streaming option at your flex position in fantasy. There's more games than ever, and most of us have long since given up, given a damn. All right, let's give you a cookie to take home with you. Something light, something tasty, something funny, 
something, wait, what? Did that really happen? Bill Belichick this week, early in the week, actually apologized for being curt, for being short with some reporters following their game the previous week. He said, look, I didn't have time to look at the tape. That's why my answer is so short. Like, yeah, you know what? I don't know what happened. I haven't. I got to go watch the tape, which is a classic coaching expression. It's true, too. They really can't see what's going on at field level. But here is the kamikaze. I know I'm going to get shot down, but I'm going to do it anyway. Reporter of the year in the NFL. Listen to this question to one William Stephen Belichick following a brutal loss at home to their division rival, the Bills, who are now pulled up even with them in the final stretch of the season. Hi, um, football aside, sorry, but I'm doing a story about New Year's resolutions, and I was just wondering if you had any you wanted to share with your fans and our readers? Yeah, no, not right now. Okay, thanks. Maybe next week. <laughs> any holiday recipes while you're at it? I bet that poor woman was told by her editor, you get a press pass to that game and you go to the post-game presser and you ask that damn question. We have our New Year's resolutions issue coming out this week. We need to get Belichick on record. Yeah, I uh, plan to uh, speak up a little bit louder. Uh, Maybe, I don't know, we'll see. Maybe have some more fun in life. And there you go, people. Sometimes the job ain't pretty, but you got to do what you got to do. All right. Wow. Look at the time. Who knew this gas bag could prattle on for as long as I just did. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Thank you for downloading. Remember, subscribers get a full five days and then sometimes an extra show on top of the five days. And you get shows when I'm technically on vacation that the other people don't. So think about subscribing in the new year. Go to zabe.com slash premium. It's only $5 a month and help support this podcast and all of its endeavors and is cancelable at any time for any reason. And if you want to buy a year at a time, you get 12 months for the price of 11. I'll give you a month free. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of the Zabecast Nation. Have a great Monday, and we will see you next time. Winning season returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get in on the action. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower, ba-boom, to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season, and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on-site to make winning this season your best ever with my bookie. With a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than my 
bookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with my bookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie, and when you win, get paid. <laughs> 